Hello and welcome to Top Landing Gear and to the second episode based on our recent trip to Lincolnshire, Bomber County, where we visited the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight and Operational Typhoon Squadrons at RAF Coningsby, took the Dambusters tour at RAF Scampton, went gliding and flew microlights and, as you'll have heard in the previous episode, visited East Kirkby, where the Lincolnshire Aviation Heritage Museum, or Heritage Centre more correctly, is restoring the Lancaster Just Jane to flight. So in a few years we could have two airworthy Lancasters in this country. Now our base for our trip was the wonderful Petwood Hotel, which has incredibly strong links with the RAF, dating from the Second World War, when it was requisitioned as an officer's mess for a number of squadrons based locally. Today's guest is Emma Breeley, who runs the Petwood and does an amazing job in retaining those strong ties with the RAF. We conducted our interview with Emma before, during and after dinner in the Hotel <laughs> Squadron Bar. Yeah, I have to say, it, it, it's become one of Roy's most torturously difficult interviews to edit. I, I, actually, I'm not sure, Roy, how much of it is actually usable. But uh, we will hear a clip of it in today's episode. Uh, the full interview, what's left, um, will be available in our full flaps episode. This is Top Landing Gear. So first of all, let's just remind you who we all are. Uh, Greying at the temples after slaving for months over an editing desk, our guiding light, soon to be qualified microlight pilot and frontman with the band Scouting for Girls, it's Roy Stride. Hello. Hi, Roy. Our hero. Now next, much like the wine we consumed over dinner at the Petwood, wet, full-bodied, and best left to lie down for a few years in a dark, damp cellar, our professional pilot, James Cartner. <laughs> Hello. Hello, it's just Jim. Just abuse now. Welcome, of course. And much like the county of Lincolnshire itself, vast, spread out and windy. <laughs> uh, the whiff. <laughs> definitely, definitely not flat. <laughs> not flat. <laughs> the whiff of dung is just accepted as part of who he is, my brother and agricultural fencer, Jez Curling. Hello, everyone. Hello, Jez. Hello, and, Jez. And I'm Rob Curling, altogether rather more fragrant. Uh, Chaps, welcome back. Uh, we did a, a piece all about the Lancaster in our, our previous podcast. Uh, very much looking forward to hearing our interview with Emma mm -hmm. at the Petwood Hotel and the history that, that went there. But before we get on to that, we've got all our usual features. Jez's quick facts coming up. We'll have the quiz, of course, and ask James. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimbo, we went through a few things uh, last time out. Uh, any questions come in in the meantime for James <laughs> well, at I, all? I have some questions. Uh, we do need some questions. So yeah. anybody who's got any questions, please contact us via the socials, anything you want to ask James. But I've got, I've got always an enormous list of questions. Mm -hmm. Good, good man. James. I want to ask, uh, have you ever thrown somebody off a flight? Uh, and what is the procedure? Yes, you your um, captain. Yeah. <laughs> captain was asking for too much money, so I took it. Uh, it's um, I have thrown a drunk, two drunk passengers off a flight. Before. Was that mid flight? Was it awkward? Uh, yes. <laughs> was just, that awkward, just open, open, open the door. You got home. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
She wouldn't speak to me for weeks. Um, yes, no, it's uh, it's happened while I was in. I, don't, I was doing Newcastle flight. Um, oh well, to <laughs> oh, one of the. Belarus. Sorry, with no no disrespect <laughs> no, to our dear friends in the it northeast. Can happen anywhere, of course, again. And um, it, it got. I think a lot of people do drink when they're going on holiday, and they start yeah. drinking at six o'clock in the morning. They were um, going on holiday to Newcastle. No, they were leaving Newcastle, oh, going I to think the, so, yes. the Balearics. <laughs> oh, right, and, okay. Um, they'd, they'd started drinking at six a.m. and this was a six p.m. flight, <laughs> so um, <laughs> they'd had a, 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 a little bit too much. And part of the rule, the, the laws of the country are that you are not allowed to uh, fly under the influence of alcohol. Well, even as a passenger, even as a passenger, <laughs> uh, as in uh, yeah, even even really a couple of units. Yeah, that's more, the well, law, you have to be in control. It? Yeah, um, and if you're considered to be inebriated you can be refused flight right. and i think everyone there's a little bit of leeway there with yeah. most people but this was just ridiculous um yeah. they were they'd already started to try and rip the the loose to pieces right and you, you if on, the doing that on the on the aircraft if they're doing that on the ground then you know it's not going to be a good flight yeah and the last thing you want to do is seal yourself in an aluminium tube with these people for the next four hours yeah uh, because they've got nowhere else to go and <laughs> Altitude and everything makes makes things even worse. Yeah. Um, so normally, generally, it, it's filtered out before it gets to the aircraft. But occasionally, people like to to sort of pass the pass the buck. Yeah, and it gets to the aircraft. Cabin crew came up and said, "You know," and I was working with Newcastle cabin crew, and they've seen quite a lot. Right, not the Newcastle's particularly special. He <laughs> said, "Hoping for anti-northern uh, <laughs> backlash," um, but they'd seen a lot, and um, but this was was too much for them, and they they just said that they're. They're trying to destroy the aircraft. Um, we, we can't take them. Yeah. And it was just time I had to uh, on the ground. It, it's fair enough. I went to the back and said, you're going to have to get off. Yeah. Were you the captain? Uh, I was the captain. Because yeah. um, you're not a captain anymore, are you? No. No, first officer. I'm first officer. Mm. No, so you were a captain in the past. I was a captain. We won't ask past. about what happened in, in no. between. Because I decided to change airlines oh, okay. to go for long haul. Sorry. Yeah. And um, so I, I had to throw them off the aircraft. And... Um, I invited them to leave. They decided not to. Uh, and there were procedures, and then we called the police, and the police came on board and escorted them off the aircraft wow. with a minimum fuss and bother, and they lost their tickets. Yeah. Goodness was me. Was there general applause? In the yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, there is. Because everybody, you know, nobody likes to fly. Yeah. Everyone's great when there's a little bit. I mean, I'm, I remember doing a, um, a flight from Glasgow. <laughs> To Ibiza <laughs> on a Friday evening. Will you please stop drinking? That was that was a great flight. But uh, during the approach, normally the the cabin crew give you a call on the on the interphone and say that the cabin's secure for landing. But I heard the, the bing bong, picked up the intercom, and said yes, and I couldn't hear anything. All I could hear was singing, <laughs> and the whole flight was just a massive chant of singing. I said, "What? It's cabin secure." Finally, she got the message. Okay, got it. Thank you. Um, and the, the, it was just a party atmosphere. I mean, obviously, a lot of fun, but um, yeah, difficult. No, no difficult passengers that day, but but an I, interesting environment to work in. I, I've had a couple of flights, a bit like that, where um, your stag. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of your stag. Yeah, well, I wasn't thinking of that actually. <laughs> yeah, that was extraordinary, wasn't it? I don't know why they let me on. But I remember I was on a rugby tour in Jersey many years ago, and a mutual friend of ours actually—I won't mention him on air. What to do afterwards? Who was it? If you were to mention him, who would it be? His name is Tim Lowe. Oh yeah. Um, uh, got oh, his name still is Tim Lowe. Actually. Yes. Uh, got absolutely banjaxed before the flight, and uh, we got to. Um, we got to check in, and they said, "No, no way, you're getting on the flight." It's a bit of a panic, and um, luckily, 
one of the guys we I was playing with is in our team as a um as an MP, a military policeman. And so he he said, if I arrest him, <laughs> can he get on the flight? He said, as long as you arrest him and he's <laughs> under your control, he can get on the flight. Really? So he arrested him <laughs> and he was under arrest for the drove and he released him no. at the end of the flight. I mean he wasn't handcuffed, but that uh, is and he wasn't being Tim Tim wasn't he wasn't being uh Sorry, did I say Tim? <laughs> Jim. 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 Bim. Yeah. Uh, wasn't being aggressive or anything. He was just <laughs> very drunk and uh, quite loud. And uh, yeah, yeah. so we arrested him and then released him. At, uh, That's a great story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was quite funny. On your, on the, there's another question which mm-hmm. I have. On these flights, where the fun flights, mm-hmm. when you're doing the long haul and you have the nights off yeah. in a swanky hotel, mm-hmm. obviously not at the moment. Yeah. Do you hang out as a crew? Uh, yes, generally, uh, yeah. but not not always. It, it can depend on um, the makeup of the crew because often, in, in many companies, particularly my own, the cabin crew will be working on a different uh, pattern to you. So they might be only there for one night, and you're there yeah. for two nights. Uh, but generally, you know, on, on a on a long trip, you all get to know each other, um, and you'll go out. And if the cabin crew, which are generally sort of much younger people than the pilots yeah. want to listen to our boring stories about <laughs> our pensions and how flaps work. Like, they're they're welcome to come already and... what this is. <laughs> Which podcast the two old guys <laughs> and the cabin crew are, oh, oh. are we going to be polite? How long do we have to stay here? When are they going to go to bed? <laughs> so, so some cabin crew are quite polite. Others yeah. just don't invite you. Right. They've gone out. Where, where are the crew? Oh, they've gone. Oh, really? Which you can kind of understand. And yeah. do you... Are you friends with the captain? Do you generally fly with the same captain? No, it's, no, it's, it's often it's a all different captain. Right. I flew my com- present company. I think I'd been flying for about 18 months before I'd flown with the captain twice. Wow. God. Okay, so you're so, not making really close friends like that. I never do. But the same uh, with yeah, crew. So, it's not like people who crop up all the time. No, it's. I mean, but because um, I mean, some airlines work on seniority, and so you kind of tend to end up with people of the, roughly the same seniority on the captain's list and on the first officer's list right. as you. So you, you, it does you crop up a little bit. Yeah. But in my lot, there are so many pilots that it, it does take a while to, to fly with someone twice. Right, wow. um, But you do, but you, you sort of, it is amazing how through the selection procedure or whatever, we're all quite similar people because yeah. we have to be because yeah, they, they yeah. recruit a particular type. Type of person uh, for those pilots, pilots. <laughs> <laughs> and we have that in common that we talk about flying. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, so it's it's very rare to find. I, mean, I must be very lucky. It's been very rare to find someone that you don't really get on. Yeah. With. Uh, and so you, most people are up for a drink. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, people want to go and do their own thing, or they yeah. bring a family with them. So yeah. you know, sometimes left alone by that. But that, that's again part of the job. You have to be able to entertain yourself for forty hours if you are yeah. on your own. In, in the early days of the airlines, I think. Certainly, some airlines tried to keep the same crew together mm. for, for for everything. That, mm. So that's uh, pilots, mm. flight engineers, navigators, mm. and cabin crew, mm. so that everyone knew how yeah. each other worked. And and from a safety point of view, I can kind of see that that, that it, it, it's it's a double edged sword. To be fair, because mm. um, you can get to know each other mm. um, very well, but you can also become almost I'd say over familiar. But you become so used to the other person doing something. Yeah that you start to assume they've done it, even when they may not have done. Mm. So <clears throat> the, the constituted crews idea, I worked for an airline that had it for um, about three months. I was with the same same uh, first officer, which is great if you've got a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't get on, and I knew people who didn't get on, yes. they were stuck with that person for three months. 
Yeah. yeah. And yeah. every trip was hell. Yeah. But I say, you do, we did it um, in the Air Force out in the Gulf where it would be, you know, for the entire campaign, we'd be with the same crew. And that got incredibly efficient because you knew what each other was thinking. You know, you didn't really have to explain things. You have to be on your guard for the fact that you think this person might have done what he's done 99 times before mm. and may have missed it that time. You, you've always got to watch out for that. But there, there are benefits to both. So obviously, like, going to back to what we were talking about, the Lancaster in the last episode, and obviously quite heavily Lancaster based yeah. this whole series is during the war, those crews stuck together yeah, for their yeah. 30 operations, yeah. Yeah. didn't yeah. they? And it was very much a crew, mm. you know, yeah. trying to all see each other through those mm -hmm. 30 ops. I they soon got rid of the, the guys they didn't like there, didn't they? I, I think they, they were had navigators yeah. who couldn't get them there. Yeah. I think particularly yeah. navigators actually yeah. seemed to be the sort of guys, if they went up to scratch, mm. they soon got, yeah, Rooted out. So, and I think there, there are those important jobs in that crew which you can't, you can't. There's no nobody wants to see a weak navigator, a weak mm. pilot, you know, or even a weak yeah. pilot engineer because they're such pivotal mm. posts in the in, in the aircraft, and they are vital to you staying alive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it, it, it's the, say the, the constituted crew, particularly, it, it does save training because you are training together, if you like. Um, but you have to be careful. Mm. I'd all, I always thought in the crew that you'd really want like like a fairly shoddy bomb aimer who was just like, yeah, done, let's go. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want the guy who's like, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. You're there at the back going, come on, come on. <laughs> what I'd never really appreciated about the bomb aimers, they actually had quite an important role as a navigator sort of backup because yeah, yeah. they had the best view yeah. in, in yeah. many instances from uh, a good navigator, certainly in Lancaster, couldn't even see out. Yeah. Yeah. So he was literally working off his charts yeah. and mm. whatever else they worked on. Mm. And if you do the taxi ride, yeah, at the Links Aviation Centre, which I did do. I took the bomb aimer's position, and it was incredible. I've got a great framed photo of me oh, there, mm. and the view is spectacular. Mm. I had probably one of the worst hangovers of my life <laughs> because it was the bass player's birthday, and so I also enjoyed the fact I could lie down for the entire taxi ride as well. <laughs> Right, okay, the focus of this podcast, as we know, once again, is Lincolnshire Bomber County, boasting more airfields than Jez has had hot dinners <laughs> this week. <laughs> Here, then, are Jez's Lincolnshire quick facts. Well, there are six current airfields in Lincolnshire, oh, so that is about six, right, actually. So you're going to say there were six facts? Which yeah. Well, well, no, there are more than that. <laughs> you can edit them out if you don't like them, and if you don't like the way I'm doing it, you can edit them out or just edit the whole thing out. <laughs> Lincolnshire is big. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, it's the second largest ceremonial county in England. I don't know what that means, but it's the second <laughs> I did try and look it up, but it was such a long answer, I gave up. I think uh, Yorkshire. One job, I think the whole, yeah. of Yorkshire, <laughs> the whole of Yorkshire. I could have done a whole thing just on that. Um, Lincolnshire is famously known, as we all know, as Bomber County, and during World War II, it's thought that there were more than 100 military airfields, uh, including emergency landing strips and other sort of... Uh, to the satellite um, uh, strips. Uh, the bulk of all bombers took off from the county with its pro proximity to Germany, making it an ideal setting off point. Uh, there are now six operational bases in Lincolnshire, and of course it is home to the Red Arrows uh, at Scampton, which is the Dambusters base, of course, and the BBMF and Typhoon jets at Coningsby. RAF officer and engineer Frank Whittle invented jet travel in the heavily guarded secrecy of RAF Cranwell at Sleaford, 
uh, and on the first of on uh, May the fifteenth, nineteen forty-one, the first British jet-powered plane took off from a base there uh, on a historic seventeen-minute flight. Uh, sort of a life-changing moment in history, really. Right. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln City's contribution to modern warfare was the invention of the tank, uh, built by William Foster and Co. during the First World War. And if you thought Lincolnshire is only known for farming and bombers, you'd be wrong. County town Woodhall Spa was to, uh, was to boast a coal mine, uh, but fortuitously got a spa instead. Uh, and luckily for us, also the fabulous Petwood Hotel. The Petwood Hotel is a fantastic history, but of interest to this podcast is its time as the home of the legendary 617 Danbuster Squadron. Uh, the RAF occupied the hotel from 1942, and it was originally home to officers of both 97 and 619 squadrons. Uh, the Squadron Bar hosts a range of memorabilia and tributes to wing commander Guy Gibson and Group Captain Leonard Cheshire, uh, and uh, amongst many others. And of course, top landing gear regard the Petwood Hotel as our spiritual home. We do. Cheeky of us, isn't it? But Jess, thanks for that. And there is a family tie-in with you and Emma, who, yeah. who runs the Petwood. Isn't well, it? I mean, this was uh, the most fortuitous thing, really. <laughs> Especially what about getting married, you mean? One of the most fortuitous things <laughs> um, was um, when I discovered that uh, my sister-in-law's sister, who is Emma, uh, owns and runs the Petwood Hotel. And with its connection to the Dambusters, I was incredibly excited to find that. Uh, you know, that is a sort of a, an easy link uh, for us. And when Roy said that we were going to go and do the, um, or invited me to go and do the taxi run, I said, okay, listen, I know this hotel in Whittle Spa, it's just down the road, we've got to go and stay there. And so it's all sort of come together from there. So, yeah, incredibly lucky. And we had, for Greg's 40th birthday, we had dinner booked in the Squadron Bar. Oh. And then obviously we had our dinner we had our, bar. Yeah, our yeah. top yeah. landing gear in the, yeah. in, in, in the yeah. yes in the squadron. But I do remember it quite well. All of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> As our poor listeners might hear when we get to the full flaps version. But it, the history is amazing, and the, there was so much stuff on display. Loads of photographs, loads of illustrations and paintings, but but physical oh, memorabilia, yeah. bits of aircraft, yeah, pilots' the, uniforms and all sorts of yeah. helmets, the, and the the stick, that mm. massive branch. Emma tells the yeah. story mm -hmm. that went through the cockpit of an of an airborne Lancaster mm -hmm. bomber on a low level run somewhere. That is hanging above the bar. It's extraordinary. It would be really nice to do uh, another interview with Emma maybe one day where we can actually... Where we're all sober. Well, <laughs> when you're sober, okay. where we can actually uh, walk and talk around the hotel yes. and, and she could describe some of what's what's in there because uh, it's everywhere. Mm. I, I think that was one of the plans, except I could neither walk nor talk. <laughs> <laughs> the Squadron Bar is beautiful, though. Yes, If you it want is. to have dinner there, you have to get in there early and book yeah. it because mm. it's... I think you can fit... 12 people maybe yeah, yeah. and it's, it's wood panelled isn't it it's a beautiful beautiful, beautiful yeah, room yeah. Yeah. The, hotel, the hotel's huge the whole ground the ground's fantastic and yeah. there is a remnants of a bouncing bomb in the ground in the ground and also if you're lucky enough the um, BBMF when they recover to Coningsby often use it as a bit of a visual marker yeah. for their approach into Coningsby and they, you very frequently get a uh, a low-level Lancaster over the, yeah. over the rooftops. A little windwaggle. Yeah, mm. I also think they're all incredibly good friends. I mm. mean, everywhere we went in Lincolnshire, to all the airfields, oh, we know the Petwood, we know Emma. Yeah, yeah even yeah, the gliding yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. I, talking about the, uh, the BBMF going over, if you follow the Petwood Hotel on Instagram, there is always, Emma's yeah. always there with the video. of like the, I think this week the Dakota went over. Yes, yes. it did. One of the yeah. first... Uh, 
the first flights of the BBMF this yeah. year. So, so yeah. because they're always in touch, mm. and yeah. I, I think that just underlines what an incredibly good relationship mm-hmm. they have, and and how important the Petwood is to the RF and its history, and how much they all recognise and, and appreciate. Mm. That. I yeah. think it, it's, it's well, the fantastic. hotel embrace it. I mean, mm. the, the family. Yeah. I want to use this whole series to encourage everybody to have their, to do their, their Lincolnshire. It's it's Tour. like the mecca, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it all, is. it's almost. It really, uh, I mean, there were typhoons going overhead every few minutes. I mean, living here in Surrey, you're lucky if you get a pipe of Cherokee every half hour, <laughs> you know, and that's it. That's, that's Roy doing a circuit. <laughs> 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 Trying to find something to land. Or we get a Chinook. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. and all we do yeah. is take a photo of it and send it to James. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ask how, how much, much you can lift. lift. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's it's definitely, even when we went to to Coningsby, and I think I say this in one of the interviews that's coming up, is I didn't, you know, we we were lucky enough to go inside and get shown round and we got on the, uh, the Typhoon simulator and into the Typhoon. But when we came out of the BBMF, uh, the actual, the experience there, you see all the typhoons and there's just hundreds of people just watching all the typhoons yeah. doing oh, their spotters. thing. Yeah, the spotters, yeah. 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 But it's but it's it's not Big like Jet it's, TV was there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not like it's hidden away. There's just like a fence which is yeah. which you can see through. What see, amazed me yeah, is everything that goes on. Yeah. It's like because when I was last at Collingsby, there were actual Lancasters there. <laughs> 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 the BBMF were Manchester. When you when I was serving, yeah. it was a um, an F three tornado F three base, and there were two squadrons, five squadron, twenty nine squadron, and the OCU, the Operation Conversion Unit. And I don't remember there being more than about thirty five aircraft there for those three units. Oh, right. There probably were a, bit, a few more. But you go there now, and there are hundreds of typhoons. I know. I mean, obviously there are no aircraft far, anywhere far else in the RAF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is the problem. Yeah. There are no, no aircraft anywhere else. Because there where the RAF is getting bigger. <laughs> no. No. But th- there are there were hundreds yeah. there. I mean, I was gobsmacked by the, yeah. the number. Yeah. And then we were in the hangar and said, oh, there's the old ones who don't use us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the two-seaters. Yeah. Yeah, to me, the typhoon still seems really new. I, yes. I agree with you, but they are phasing. The older ones are being yeah. phased mm, out, yeah. now, aren't they? Yeah. We're going to save the typhoon talk for the typhoon episode mm. four. Okay. And the glider talk, because <laughs> the glider yeah. gliding we did was the biggest surprise of me of that trip, because yeah. I thought, of oh, gliders. Mm. Yeah, we've seen typhoons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Lancaster. But... <laughs> It was the glider. We definitely was came closer to death in the glider than we did both on the ground and <laughs> in the air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. I loved that. I loved that gliding. It was terrific. Yeah, what what a trip. Well, yeah. look, should we hear from our special guest this week then, Emma Breeley, who runs that magnificent place, the Petwood Hotel? And as we've been saying, during the Second World War, it served as the officers' mess for a number of RAF squadrons, including 617, the Dambusters. And as such, as we've been saying, Petwood's ties with the RAF are incredibly strong and it continues to host squadron reunions and gatherings. And Emma has a wealth of incredible stories about Petwood and its long association with the RAF, which you'll be able to hear in our full Flaps episode if Roy can edit it together. But here's just a taster of what's to come. Well, we've come to the end of what has been yet another extraordinary day of highlights and treats in lovely Lincolnshire. And our base for this tour has been the Petwood Hotel, which is in Woodhall Spa. And it is run by Emma Brealey, who is with us 
tonight. And Emma, we are so delighted to be here. Thank you so much for allowing us to use your hotel. And we, you have a personal connection with us anyway through my brother Jez. We'll come on to that in a minute. But first of all, the Petwood has a huge amount of aviation history and connection, doesn't it? Oh, it absolutely does. So it was requisitioned by the RAF in the Second World War in 1942. And uh, I'm sure there were very many merry nights here in the, uh, on the officers' mess. Um, it was already a hotel when it was requisitioned by the RAF. So there was already a bar, most importantly. Yeah. And uh, we've got some great stories about how these young men were, were holed up here during the war. They, they had a pretty comfortable uh, wartime Did living they? here. Yeah. yeah. And we are actually now in the Squadron Bar, which is just lovely. It's quite snug. There is memorabilia everywhere. It's an oak-panelled dining room or room with beams. But memorabilia... Up, Bits of Lancaster there. I mean, just talk to us, Emma, if you would. Just explain what some of the things surrounding us are here in this bar. Well, what you can see here in the Squadron Bar is 40 years of of collecting from various hotel owners uh, through the past. Um, I think possibly most interestingly, we've got an unusual object hanging above the bar here. Uh, we've got a branch it's um, a huge branch <laughs> it is and you do have to spot it carefully because yeah. it's it, brown on brown but, mm. but once you spot it there's no getting away from the fact that there is essentially a big lump of wood <laughs> hanging above the barn yes. um, and, and this story dates back to uh, 617 Squadron's Tirpitz bombing raids so they were based at RAF Woodhall Spa um, it was a, a 617 Squadron bombing raid and they, they took off from Woodhall Spa, long flying time, about nine hours. So they needed to refuel um, on the way. And they were refueling in northern Russia when, uh, with the tall boy, I should mention. The tall still, boy gone. Yeah, absolutely, still loaded. So they had to refuel, but getting height quickly enough after, after takeoff was, was pretty challenging. And the pilot, Nicky Nillens, who was an American pilot who'd signed up with the Royal Canadian Air Force, his, his Lancaster just brushed the tops of the trees. Yeah. In through the nose of the lank wedged this piece of wood, and so it was with them for the duration of their flight. You're kidding. So I'm not kidding. They flew on to uh, to Norway, dropped the bomb uh, on the turpits, and uh, came back to our airport or spa. And the lads hoiked it out the the lank and hung it above the bar as a memento. I have to explain to our listeners: this is a huge. This is about 15 feet long, I would think. It's sizable, and it? I just think a diameter of about four inches, and it didn't do any damage to anybody inside the aircraft. I mean, it, did it go through the bomb aim as plexiglass? Uh, it, it ended up closer to the pilot, so it was uh, fairly miraculous that it didn't do any damage. But um, it was fairly well lodged in there for it to have uh, gone on the rest of the uh, bombing raid with them. Flying with that in your leg would have been difficult. <laughs> <laughs> that would. I can't believe that. It's so most, that went, it is most of a tree. It's it was huge. I mean, so that went. All the way from Russia, on the bombing run, over the turpits, yeah. and back here to Woodhall Spa, which yeah. is where we are. Absolutely. <laughs> and remember, you'll be able to hear Emma's full... I can't say unedited because it's been shredded to pieces out of necessity. <laughs> it was but defi- her- definitely an interview of two halves. It was, it was <laughs> before and after the line. main course of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But it will be her as full interview as Roy could string together that makes it in any way coherent. 
um, edition in our full flaps edition which will be available a week after this podcast first drops so depending on when you're listening to this it might already be there just to be clear emma was in total control it was the rest of us who got a little bit emotional that's all to come but how about now ladies and gentlemen the highlight of this podcast and every podcast the top landing gear quiz hey. Hey. Hooray. <laughs> hooray everyone's thrilled good 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 now this week's quiz is going to be all about Lincolnshire. I mean, I tried to keep it predominantly aviation, but it's quite quite difficult because I wanted to make it... I mean, there's, not, there's not much aviation stuff in Lincolnshire. Well, no. There... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't want it to be everything that Jez had in his quick facts, yeah. and, and I still wanted it to be things that perhaps you, you were capable of answering. So, <laughs> so let's you. see um, how we go. Do you want to hear our buzzers? Oh, yeah, let's hear the buzzers. Yeah, what, what have you brought, Jez? I've got, I've got two. There you go. Just in case, I've got, I've got, I'll, I'll, I'll give you both. I've got this one. Oh. Copyright issues with that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so that is BBC Radio uh, Lincolnshire's ah, song of the year. Yes, with uh, Roy. That was Roy. And uh, in a similar vein. John Marshall! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, so fix it. John Marshall. Do we choose who John Marshall is? Because we mentioned him here. John Marshall is an absolute legend yeah, in yeah. Lincolnshire. <laughs> he has been a good friend of Scout for Girls since we first did a regional radio tour, probably in 2007. That sounds very partridge. Yeah. <laughs> it was very partridge. He took us under, under his wing. His he was the breakfast wing. show. <laughs> He was a breakfast show DJ at the time. It's gone downhill since. Uh, and uh, and we've been friends with him, you know, for He's a over a decade John. Now. Which one would you like? Well, should I, definitely should I answer? John. John, should I answer for sure. Because again? Not Roy. <laughs> John was, you know, he fixed up our trip and he came with us every, every inch. Yeah. He lived with us. He did. Oh, bless him. On Good. Flat old land. Okay, so that's your buzzer. Yeah. Uh, Roy, what have you got? Well, this is going to be slightly awkward, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Your chance to win a massage of this good. Enter our all wrapped up competition on the website, links fm.com.uk, <laughs> 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 Wednesdays with Simpsons Spa. <laughs> 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 it's John Marshall. It's John Marshall. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. John, John Marshall. <laughs> I went very much longer than Dan Buster still. Bomb gone. Noise, just bomb a gone. Shash. Okay. It's bomb gone. <clears throat> oh, bomb gone. <clears throat> Brilliant. Was that authentic or was that from the film? That's, was that from the Carling? It's authentic. He's made it himself. It's definitely not from the film. Rob. It's not from the film because that, be that would have rights Copyright. issues. Copyright. Absolutely right. Yeah. Good. Well done. Well, if I can hear that, <clears throat> fantastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go then with the top landing gear Lincolnshire quiz. Now, like Norfolk, Lincolnshire is famous for its diverse forms of irrigation. Lincolnshire is also famous for its eponymous sausage, uh, the speciality ingredient being sage. Now, sage also... <laughs> Is anyone still listening? 
No, no listeners. Is there a are. question here? Everyone's just turned off. Sage also has a link to aviation. Oh, Can you? For your chance to win a massage. Malaya. <laughs> no. Can you name anything to do with aviation called Sage? Yes, James. I'm taking a bit of a wild guess. Go on. Some sort of um, radar, defl- like chaff type things. Um, mm. It's a way of hiding an aircraft. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely idea, but no, funnily no. enough, not. I, I, I like where you're going with that, James. L- nice. Anyone else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, John. Uh, Roy. Uh, yes? <clears throat> Operation Sage. Not Operation Was... Sage. These are all lovely answers. Oh, okay. They're great. Jez? You have to buzz if you want to answer. I haven't got an answer. What's in your well, pie? Well, the other's got a little bit of imagination. <laughs> show, us, show us what you're made of. No? Oh. The weekend and blinding lights and uh, Jason Derulo Nuka love not war. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Is it an anagram of Southern Area Group Evacuation? Very nearly. It is an anagram, so I'm going to give you a point. What? It's an Thank anagram you. for system for assessing aviation's okay, global Okay, that, that's not an anagram, emissions. that's a mnemonic. Well done, James. Not to you. That's absolutely brilliant. Well Did done. I get a point anyway? That yes. Because that's, people get that so wrong, yeah. don't they, so often. So. Well done. Yeah, you get a point. It's I an anagram of ages. Yeah. Well done. Which is what this quiz is taking. There, there was also a Sage Type 2 aircraft. It was, was built by Frederick Sage, who was a carpenter in Peterborough, which they flew. It's the first World War biplane, which they flew. They flew them at Cranwell and crashed them. Only a few were made. It was also known as the Flying Boudoir because it had an enclosed cockpit. Now, for the purposes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of this recording, I'm now going to show members of the team a photograph of a Sage biplane. That's what it looks wow. like. Wow. <laughs> That's like amazing. Submarine Coning Tower. <laughs> that is quite incredible. Too, that right? is insane. I mean, it does look like it has the endurance to need any wind deflection at all. By the time it got airborne, it would be time to land, surely. But... It, it is absolutely extraordinary. Very few were built. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we'll put that up on the... Um, it doesn't matter. Anybody who's still listening has already Googled that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> But there we are. It was a real thing. Now, as we know, Lincolnshire is known as Bomber County because of the plethora of bomber airfields located there during World War II. One such airfield is RAF Scampton, from where 617 Squadron launched Operation Chastise. But which airfield did the makers of the film The Dambusters use to represent Scampton, which was at the time of the raids a grass airfield, but when, of course, they filmed The Dambusters, it had a tarmac runway, so they had to film those sequences at another airfield. Which one? It was where we went to that gliding film, wasn't it? Well done. Yeah. Well done, Jimbo. <laughs> it began with C. Did it? No. no. It sounds a bit like a C. It's more of a kicking curve. Oh, yes, Jez. Kirk. Come on. What do you hang from me, Windows? Curtain. Yes? Curtain, well. Curtain wall hanger. Curtain heath. Curtain in. Curtain in. The marsh. Curtain in. (laughs) Curtain in the field. Curtain on the hill. hill. Jimbo and Jez, I'm taking both your points away from the first question uh, for not being able to answer the second. So we're all back to zero. It was curtain in Lindsay. Oh. Do you remember? That's where we did our grass. I do. Right. That's what they used in, in the Dambusters mm. film for the grass yeah. 
airstrip yeah. sequences. Now then, question number three. The Red Arrows will be moving out of their base at Scampton at the end of 2022 uh, to relocate to another RAF base in Lincolnshire. Which one? Yes, James. You've got this wrong in the past, by the way. I'm going to get it right this time. Waddington. Correct. RAF Waddington. They've been at Scampton since 1983, apart from a little five-year gap between 95 and 2000 when they were based at Cranwell. I think they were... Barks and Heath. They they were based at Cranwell, but they did all their training over Barks and Heath. Nice one. Very good, Jim. So Jim gets his point back on the board. (laughs) Question number whichever. Um... (laughs) The Gate Guardian at Scampton is currently an ex-Red Arrows Hawk, but before the Hawk, a couple of Lancasters stood guard. Yes, James? Just Jane. (laughs) I mean, I haven't actually asked the question yet, but the answer is just Jane, because the first of those Lancasters was the very famous S for Sugar, the oldest Mm -hmm. surviving Lancaster, which is in the RF Museum at Hendon. The next one was indeed just Jane. From there, from... 77 to 87 before it moved to East Kirby, where it now Was is. it called Just Jane then? No, I think, no, it wasn't. It was but the point just stands. NX 611. It does, doesn't oh, yeah. it? Because, uh, the, the so was it NX 611 <laughs> and not Just Jane? <laughs> Very good. Very uh, nice good. Job. Good try, Roy. I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Okay. If the scores get close, I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> On the subject of Gate Guardians, which specific aircraft stands guard at RAF Waddington? Oh, yeah. Ooh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, dear, oh, dear. This uh, troubles me. This. Is it a lightning? It's not a lightning. No, incorrect. Yes, James? It is. Um, it's a Vulcan. Very good. And it is the one that did the Falklands raid. Oh. Well, I can tell you which one it is. Well, you pushing a bit too late, I think. I'm X-ray, to um, Zulu, X-M. X-ray Mike, um, four one one or something. Mm, that's wrong. Jess, it's XM six oh seven. Correct. XM six oh seven, which, as you correctly say, was on the Blackbutt raids. Um, did three of the raids actually that aircraft twice in the hands of Martin Withers. And uh, once under squadron leader John Reeve. Yeah, mm. that stands at the end of the runway at RF Waddington. Which unfortunately we couldn't see because I had to get home. Yeah, I desperately <laughs> wanted to have a little de- detour on the way home. So can I just say the scores as we go into the final question are, Roy, yet to get off the mark. Jez has one. James has three. Ooh. Sorry, people. Well, he can, he can, it's never too late to deduct points. Never too late. You're <laughs> absolutely right. And, and there's a big chance for that to happen now in, mm-hmm. in, in this quite lengthy yeah. question where there are lots of options and it's about rivers in Lincolnshire now Rolls-Royce had a tradition of naming their aero engines after British rivers two such rivers flow through Lincolnshire name either and for a bonus point name an aircraft that is or was powered by one of these engines so we want a Lincolnshire river after which a Rolls-Royce aero engine has been named. Lights and uh, Jason Derulo, Nuka, love, not war. Thank you very much. John Marshall, a.k.a. Jessica. John Marshall, you can sit and... Hello, John. I think this is wrong, but it's the only one I can think of. So I'm going to have to say Trent. You're right. Oh. The Trent. And it's a big river. Very big river, actually. The third longest in the UK. It's also a very widely used aero engine. It is. So, Jez, do you know in which... 
Just name well, one of the numerous airline as it's currently used in the Well, trend. Boeing's. Yep. Any particular Boeing? Uh, I think 787 and the 777. Bang on. Bang on. Jez, you've got two points here. That's a stunner. Absolute stonker. <laughs> Airbus A330, the 340, the 34500 and 600, the 350, the 380, the 777 and the 787. And you beat Jimbo, mm. who happens to fly 777s, mm. with the Trent. Yeah. Well done. You should be proud of yourself. But actually, there's still another point on offer. Ooh. There's one more river to mention. Another Lincolnshire river that gave its name to a Rolls-Royce aero engine. I'll give you a clue. It's a quite an early jet engine. Conway. Need a buzzer. <laughs> James. Uh, it's, it's not, I'm not going for Conway, but you're welcome to that point if you get it. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't, I'm not even sure it's a through Lincoln, but does the Avon go through? No, I think it's a bit further west. The Avon's in through Bath. Mm. Um, that should be a point off. Are there a few Avon's? <laughs> there are quite a few Avon's, actually. Yes. Oh, my God, you won't stop. Um, I don't think this is a river, but I'm going to say Conway. It is a river, and it's not the Conway. Right. No. Roy, do you want to? I have no idea. It's actually no the Neen. Mm. I know, it's a little, oh, yes. little bit oh, obscure. Oh, I, I can tell you. Go on. Hunter. Actually, no, that it was used in the Hunter. That was the Avon, but the Neen was around in those days. It was sure used on things like they used the... a Neen in some of the Hunters. Not sure. It was, it was <laughs> used in the... the special fit one. It was used yeah. in the Hawker Seahawk, so it could have perhaps gone over to an early Hunter. But uh, there we are. It was it was an early turbojet, and in fact, early testing of the Neen was done by an Avro Lancastrian mm. development mm. of the Lancaster. So. No, full circle. But there we are. Well done. Some very, very good answers there. We actually have a tie break because the final scores are Roy, zero. Jez, three. Jimbo, three. So I have one final question, our tiebreaker, and it's a really oh. difficult one. Oh. We were treated to some microlite flights at what was RAF Wickenby, a base for 12 and 626 Squadron Lancaster. Just next to the control tower and the clubhouse is a missile. Do you remember? Oh my God. Can you remember what type of missile it is, James? Mm, bloodhound. No, oh. not a bloodhound. <laughs> Jez. It was something like a sea strike. Oh, oh my God. I'm giving you that. It's called a sea slug. Sea slug. That is phenomenal knowledge, because I'd never heard of it. It is indeed a sea slug uh, surface-to-air missile. Yeah. Jez, that is a cracking answer on which to win the quiz with four well, points. Well, Jimbo well, with yes. three. Roy. Yeah, actually worth winning with the, yeah. just to mention the word sea. That's uh, <laughs> definitely worth a win. Well done. Thank you very well, much. Of, <laughs> if it makes pretty better. Twisted. I don't even remember seeing the missile. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I do. Ages looking at it. Yeah. Where was the missile? It was literally next door to the cover. Where we were standing. Where we were standing. I was convinced oh. there was a bloodhound out the front there. I know. I thought. I thought that was at the other. And what aircraft was it that was in bits? That was Hunter, a Hunter, wasn't Hunter it? In bits, yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, with the old Neem engine. That the Neem engine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look that up. I'm certain. Well, well done, well done, boys. That, that was quite a tough quiz. Quite tough to do a Lincoln G. You found I quick won a tough team. quiz. Yeah, I know. Not an easy quiz. Tough quiz. Yeah. Me. Well done. Uh, chaps, anything else you want to discuss before we sign off and let our dear old listeners go and get the time? No. What's go, next? Go visit Lincoln. That's what I'm saying. What's our next? 
Okay, well, I'll tell you. More, of course, from our trip to Lincolnshire, including a Dam Busters special. Now, that was recorded at, at their base, the Dam Busters base at RAF Scampton. And there'll also be our visit to the Battle of Britain Memorial flight at RAF Coningsby and much more. In the meantime, you can, of course, still listen to all our podcasts from Series 1 and 2 from the Top Landing Gear archive. Uh, you can get those wherever you normally get your podcasts. Please do get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Top Landing Gear. And do email us your questions for us, james at info at toplandinggear.com. That's info at toplandinggear.com. And remember, two G's. two G's. And however you're listening to us, please recommend us to your friends and family. And do leave a review, but only if you've enjoyed it. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening and for staying awake. <laughs> Bye for now. This is Top Landing Gear.